0: Couldn't hear what you said. I just said, Boo really whispered into the microphone to scare oh. people and think that there's an EVP in the very beginning of our episode and the ghost is saying hi.
1: It was so low that I, my headphones didn't pick it up. I just Ooh. saw you mouthing something into <laughs> the microphone but making eye contact with me. Even creepier. Even creepier. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And this episode of Two Girls, One Ghost is sponsored by Pretty Litter care of and fab fit
0: fun and it's brought to you by us ghostesses that's corinne and i'm sabrina and corinne is currently waving as if you can see her <laughs> which i don't know there are people who can tap into computers and be creepy like that so maybe they can see you corinne because you don't have project. the thing covering it no not projecting people who hack into computers i know i was thinking astral projection was just cooler
1: And a little less scary. It's like a cool way of being creepy.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Instead of people being like, oh my God, invasion of privacy, take you to court. People will be like, how the heck did you do that? Teach me.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: There's a big distinction, I think.
0: Definitely, 100%. I think astral projection is like magical power and hacking and creeping on people in their homes is just effed up.
1: Thank you for clarifying and... (laughs) letting us know that that's something that's not okay.
0: You're very welcome. (laughs) I mean, clearly there are some people who have their their wires crossed and have no idea, and that's why they do it. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah, I feel like everything horrible has been happening in Boston, too. What happened? People are just getting kidnapped. People are getting snatched up. People are getting assaulted. It's awful, and I don't know if it's just doesn't happen that frequently in Boston and now it is and so it's just like super public. Like I don't I don't know. I would think that that stuff happens all the time just anyway in hmm. cities, but for some reason this year I feel like it's article after article after article of these horrible things happening.
0: That's so weird.
1: Yeah. So I gave a tutorial at work on my knives and weapons <laughs> and many of the women bought the goods.
0: You should be Instead of HR, you should be the self self defense trainer. S- Thank you, Haja. Well, do you get to organize activities and different sessions for your office? Oh yeah, and it's already in the works. Nice. Are you going <laughs> to lead it? Because I feel like you are well trained and. Got no. to do it. do it. No, there's someone. One of our one of the women
1: at work has a cop friend or relative. Oh. And he's trained, so he was probably gonna do it for us, but I'll totally be like the willing participant to be the victim, you know? Mm -hmm. Or maybe I'll be the perp. Maybe I'll come up behind him and then he'll show everyone how to beat me up.
0: (laughs) I would love to see you be the person who beats him up because Star of the show. Star of the show. You always are. Even here. (laughs) It's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I hate attention. Like one
1: of one of my favorite podcasts is how I Built This, mm-hmm. I love that podcast and I listen to it all the time. It's just about entrepreneurs and these massive, massive companies like Tom's or Burt's Bees or WeWork or Whole Foods or yeah, Bumble, like whatever. It's all of the founders of those companies being interviewed. So I would recommend everyone listen because it's really cool. But they basically just talk about how they get their start. And I always feel so inspired after listening. I'm like, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to start things. And then something hits me and I'm just like, oh, my God. But then people would know who I am. People might recognize me. People might put me in magazines. And suddenly I get super like, I don't want anyone to know who I am. I just want to be alone and
0: in the woods. Do you realize that we have a podcast? I know it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Did you know that we have a podcast? That's why
1: I have extreme anxiety about <laughs> uh, the live shows.
0: Yes, 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 yes.
1: Because when we sh- just show up and we do the microphone stuff, it's just you and I, and yeah, people right. listen, but we're not. It's not live like they're listening after. We're not present, and
0: half the time we're naked or just you know. I'm wearing in. a see-through nightgown. I'm wearing see-through pants, and I think they're the same color. You want to see? Are they? Oh, I can't show you. Oh, well. Yes, you can. You can do the splits. I can do the splits. So but I think you can lift your leg above your... <laughs> but they're you shorts, just. so you can't see them. They're down by my... By bottom. your ankles? <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you naturally sit at home? You take your pants
1: off, but only halfway.
0: <laughs> I'm actually recording on the toilet.
1: your favorite spot I mean if someone had a counter a ticker of how many times we brought up the bathroom you would be way ahead of me on this podcast
0: oh my god Nick was so embarrassed at the live show when I talked about well you guys can go back and listen because I won't say it again pooping yourself oh yeah it happens to everyone Yeah,
1: maybe. I don't think it happened to me. I had food poisoning. You know what did happen to me when I was really young? And it's starting to happen again. And I keep, I'm just pausing now when it happens and resetting. But sorry, I'm starting to tell half of the story without telling the beginning.
0: So you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I was like, where where are you going with this? I do that a lot.
1: (laughs) When I was five, my family moved from New Hampshire to Vermont. Mm -hmm. And I was so stressed with the move that I developed a stutter and my parents brought me to the doctor because they thought something was obviously wrong with me because I didn't have a stutter before. And suddenly I did and I had it for a couple months. The doctor was like, Oh, it's just due to stress. Don't worry. She'll get over it. And this past week I've just been, my stress level has just been a bit higher than normal just because I've got a bunch of things to do all at once. Like, whereas maybe I normally would have three things suddenly I will have 12 and it's all has a quick timeline so I've been a little bit more stressed and I keep finding myself stuttering and I'm like oh no is it coming back so I might stutter a lot through this podcast which you know maybe we'll find some
0: humor in it yeah but don't I wouldn't make fun of you I think that's that's okay (laughs) I think it's kind of funny I mean it will go away yeah hopefully I'm doing
1: my I'm I have my nightgown on. I have two nightgowns. It's always very self-soothing when I'm wearing my nightgowns. This is my lesser favorite nightgown. Mm-hmm. I like the other one because the other one's really long, so whenever I wear it, I feel like the ghosts of Christmas past
0: are going to come visit me. I just love where your brain goes. Like <laughs> just connecting those two things and like, so I'm in my nightgown and I like this one less. It sometimes it's just wonderful to yeah. just let you go.
1: And well, give this one—the
0: platform.
1: The other one, I can show off. You know, I can walk mm-hmm. around in it and show it off. Mm-hmm. This one's a bit sheer, so you can see the um, nipple, browns of my nipples <laughs> <laughs> through the
0: nightgown. So <laughs> it's a bit more of a peep show. This is this is um, definitely a true to our name episode so far. <laughs> oy ve, oy vey. we've lost our brains. Yeah, we have. That's okay.
1: Actually, speaking of nipples, oh, sorry, I have another nipple story.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> okay, so did you know, well, I heard this one time, and it was from our friend, friend group. I swear it was Annie. Annie always has the beauty facts. She said, or someone said, that your perfect lipstick shade is this color of your nipples, because your nipples mm-hmm. actually match the color of your lips. So, like, the perfect nude is mm. basically your nipple color in a tube. And my mom, like, two years ago, had this lipstick tube and she was like, Ugh, I really don't like this color. I don't think it looks good on me. And I just heard this fact and she had rolled the lipstick tube up so I could see the color and something clicked in me. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I think that's the color of my nipples. And so I was like, Mom, can I see that? And she was like, yeah, sure. (laughs) And I ran to the bathroom and I held the lipstick up against my nipple and it was a perfect match, which also a little weird that I immediately was like, that's the color of my nipples instead of being like, that's the color of my lips, which means I
0: must look at my nipples more than my lips. But you also had just heard that fact, so that would be in your head. I guess that's true. That's true. And also... You look at your nipples just as much as your lips. I'm sure, you know, you're naked when you look in the mirror sometimes. I'm looking at them right now.
1: <laughs> Should I hold my nipple up to my lips? Do you want to tell me if they're the same color? <laughs> but anyway, so I asked my mom if I could keep the lipstick, and she said yes. So I walked away very happy, and then upon reflecting a little bit later, I realized my mom actually said she really didn't like that shade. So now I know my mom doesn't like the color of my lips nipples. But she didn't like it on her That's true. That's true. I didn't think about it that way. I took it very one-sided. You took it very personally. Yeah, as one does.
0: Okay. So just because you brought up our friend group and Annie, I need to talk about this because this is important and more more people need to be talking about it. Do you wash your feet in the shower?
1: Yes, I do. And I was the only one in our friend group who was like, yeah. I only do when I shave my legs. It's the only
0: time I- wash my feet
1: is the weirdest thing to me (laughs) yeah so our friend Anna Nina she in our friend group texted all of us and said (laughs) do you guys wash your feet in the shower because it was a huge debate at the company she works at everybody was it was like 50 50 people were up in arms about it and half the group was like no I never wash my feet unless they're really Mm -hmm. dirty the other group was like yeah I scrub them so she asked our friend group and I was the only person in the whole friend group that said yes I wash my feet
0: Let's make a poll on our Instagram. I really feel like majority of people do not. Well, that I feel that way too. And that's news to me. And I never really thought about it until that question was put in front of me. I was like, huh, you're right. I don't. I understand
1: people thinking like, oh, well, I'm washing the rest of my body and it's all going down my body and reaching my feet. But if you're going with that logic, then why would you wash any part of your body? You would just wash your head and let the rest of it fall down so why are your feet any different than the rest of your body
0: but washing your feet is such a scary task because what if you lift one foot up and start washing it and then your other foot gets a little wobbly and then you go put your hand put one hand against the
1: shower wall to balance I'm sorry doesn't your wall get wet too you know what I do a lot of yoga I'm very skilled (laughs) Clearly, I'm an expert feet washer because you want to know why? Because I do it every day. So I've done it for (laughs) how many days? So I'm really great at balancing.
0: Leia's like, I can't believe you don't wash your feet right now. Yeah. Nasty. That's why she's she's always coming up
1: to your shoulder area. She can't stand to be by your feet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, there are some shoes or days that I just... My feet do sweat more than usual and I will, but I don't wash them in the shower. I will go and turn like the bath faucet on and like scrub my feet under the faucet.
1: I've done that too. And you know what? I think I might, I think I might be someone who does it because I do have, I'm kind of scarred from this one experience I had as a child. (laughs)
0: Let's go into
1: past childhood trauma.
0: Seriously. What, what, what is the root of this issue? Well, my,
1: my family used to go camping. I've mentioned that before when we were talking about camping last time. Or Mm -hmm. however three episodes ago, however many. And we used to go camping and you sleep in your sleeping bag. And after camping, obviously people are dirty. And I was a Mm -hmm. child, so I was running around barefoot all day. And when I'd get back into the tent, my mom would have us all like grab wipes and wipe our feet off with the wipes Mm -hmm. just to make them less dirty before getting into the sleeping bag. And for some reason, that worked well for everybody in my family, except for me. I would wipe my feet, but my feet reeked so bad (laughs) that my mom would have to launder my sleeping bag like multiple times in a row and bring it to the laundromat. And I'm fairly certain (laughs) she had to throw one sleeping bag out because it just would not get my stench out. I don't know. Why does that happen? Stinky feet. Wow. (laughs) So yeah, I wash my feet every day because it's an insecurity.
0: Well, speaking of stinky feet, you know what else is stinky? Cat poop. Yeah, cat poop, but not with Pretty Litter. As great as cats are,
1: there are many pain points to being a cat owner, and Sabrina experiences it every day, sometimes twice a day.
0: That's why I'm very grateful I found Pretty Litter, because it has made my life as a cat owner a lot easier in so many different ways. It, one, monitors Leia's health, so I'd have less anxiety and nervousness about her getting sick because I know that it's going to monitor it and give me alert if something is wrong. And it's clean, it's easy to pick up, and I just it makes having a cat so much easier.
1: And unlike other conventional litter that contains ingredients and additives that may be damaging to your cat's health, Pretty Litter is created from naturally occurring minerals and it's safe for your cat and it's virtually dust free. So you can keep your
0: tidy home. Even cleaner. And... It weighs up to 80% less than other litter and lasts an entire month. And unlike conventional litter, Pretty Litter's super absorbent crystals trap and eliminate moisture so there's no smell or mess. So
1: do what Sabrina did and switch to Pretty Litter today by visiting prettylitter.com and use promo code TGOG for 20% off of your first order.
0: That's prettylitter.com, promo code TGOG. Again, prettylitter.com, promo code TGOG. We got a topic for you. We have ghost stories to tell you because that's what we usually do, minus the first 15 minutes when we talk only about our own lives and our nipples and our problems on the toilet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if this is what you get when you have two female hosts. If people thought we were going to talk about other things, like, um, well, I did yep. talk about makeup, but not
0: the way you'd think. Nope. We yeah we're not the type of girls who are going to talk about our nail polish and our mascaras. Well, we like all those things, but we're not girly girls. Except I painted my nails on one of the last episodes that we were recording. That's true. That's true. But we don't talk about okay, it. Okay,
1: maybe we're a bit of both. Why can't? Why are you trying to put us into a corner? Why are you trying to categorize us? Why can't we just be who we are?
0: Okay, okay. I'm sorry. We love ghosts ghosts. We like ghosts. We love ghosts. This is a Patreon pick by one of our Patreons. Patron, patrons? What are they (laughs) called? What do we call them?
1: Patrons. They're patrons. Like if you go get a cup of coffee, you're a patron of the coffee shop. Your customer, a patron. Well, it's
0: confusing because Patreon and patrons, they sound the same. And so now my brain has wires crossed. Okay, so one of our Patreon donors, how about that? Okay, yeah. One of our black cat, good luck black cats, named Andy, who found us because Ologies did our ad for us when we switched, did a cross-promotion. He found us through... Holla, Ellie Ward. Love her. Um, and he said, I would love for you to do an episode on railroads or abandoned train stations. And we that's what we're going to do today. And also he sent us a story because he has also had experiences with... Ooh. Said haunted railroads
1: Also I can I can see My nipple
0: I mean oh, <laughs> oh my god I meant <laughs> <laughs> We've already learned that you can see your nipple
1: I meant I can see my pimple From here In the video I keep looking Like why is my lip color bleeding into my chin But it's just the massive pimple <laughs>
0: i am so sorry for i just like i feel sorry for eric who's editing this i feel like i just want to know what people think when they're listening to this episode because we have clearly so very clearly gone off our rockers
1: we or me yeah you it's okay you can say just you corinne i can take
0: it corinne you have lost it officially
1: Oh, my God. Well, I should go where all the crazy people go, and that's where I'm going for my story. Where is We're it? We're going to NYC. Let's talk about you and, and me. me and our live show at Gotham Comedy
0: ooh, ooh. Club on July 14th. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay. A minute ago, I thought you had lost it, and now you just earned all of that back. Yeah,
1: because geniuses are a little insane. And he-
0: that's, you just called yourself a genius.
1: It's I'm unpredictable in terms of whether I'll have an extremely high ego or be super <laughs> self-conscious. It just switches from one day to the other.
0: It switches between, in the episode even, we'll start off on a high, <laughs> and then in the end oh, when we God. talk about rating and reviewing, we'll be like, oh, guys, please like us. Insecurities come out. Okay. Okay.
1: Let's get okay. to it. So, we're going to go to New York City just <laughs> really quick. Okay. We do have a live show in New York City on July 14th, so the ticket info will be posted. Hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, we'll have the link, and we'll post it on Mm -hmm. our website. Okay, so when I was researching train tracks, Mm -hmm. I thought that I'd come across a bunch of random abandoned ones in the middle of nowhere, towns that I'd never heard of. But interestingly enough, something that popped up was the New York City subway system. Ooh, So, the subway system is the busiest subway system in the US. It's the seventh busiest in the world. And it has somewhere between five and seven million people riding on it every single day. That is
0: a very crazy number. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, people are not only sardines by each other, but probably by ghosts because this is haunted. Wow. I had no idea. Yes. So, There's a bunch of just different stations and tunnels within the New York City subway station that have separate hauntings. So I'm just going to tell you about a few of them. Great. I'm excited. The Astor Place station Mm -hmm. is haunted. It sits right next to NYU. So all the college kids are probably walking through ghosts Mm. on the daily.
0: Or the ghosts are walking through them.
1: Yes. Fresh souls for them to prey on. Yeah. Mm. This isn't a very scary haunting. In fact, I think it's probably one of the coolest hauntings ever. Okay. At the Astor Place station, there is a mysterious ghostly train that appears. Ooh. And people have claimed to see this train coming through the station since 1904. So since 1904, people have been seeing this phantom train. Whoa. Which is, that's the year that the station opened. So it was like from the get-go. That's strange. Right. And the train doesn't look like just a normal New York City train car. People who have seen it are like, oh, no, it's unmistakable. Because inside the train, when you look into the windows, people have reported seeing leather couches that recline. There are silk curtains. There's a wood-burning stove. And it's just generally decorated very lavishly. It's not for your average city rider on their way to work.
0: Is this a interdimensional train? Um, Maybe. Not really. Maybe.
1: I don't know. I was going to say not really, but I'm also starting on the OA now, so now I don't know what to think. Or is it like a glimpse of what's to come? Well, so they think they they might know. So obviously this is a fancy-ass train car. This is like the way I picture it. Have you seen the movie Murder on the Orient Express? Uh uh I picture it kind of like that. Right. That was fancy. And they think that this actually makes sense because... um, August Belmont Jr., he was the CEO of the company that built the station. Mm. He used to ride a really fancy-ass train just like that and cart his friends and family members to a racetrack over in Queens that's named after him, actually. So they think that potentially this very, very fancy train car is his private train just somehow, like, stained into the ghostly paranormal world and continuing huh. its ride that's interesting right but people aren't just seeing the ghost train mm-hmm. one rider actually got on it oh my what Yes, Ow. they got on it and they wrote on it. And I'm assuming that it just, I mean, I don't have any information beyond that. It just said one writer actually got on it and wrote it. Wh- so I'm assuming what? that it just took its regular route and dropped them off at their destination. And they were probably pretty confused, but they lived. So I'm assuming they just took their normal route, but had all of these
0: extra luxuries. I have a conspiracy. What, what if it's a what is real it? train and there's a secret organization under the tunnels in, under the city of New York. And if you see that train, it takes you to the secret organization because there are subway tunnels that are not in operation and like have never actually been available or, or open for subway trains to go through. And yet they exist and no one knows why. And so maybe mm. it goes to those tunnels.
1: It could. And then, yeah, it's just they hope no one or few people get on because out of confusion, yeah. people would be like, oh, I saw a ghost train go by.
0: Ooh, maybe they have the technology to make it translucent or make it look like a ghost train. Or maybe they have the power, not power, the ability to make it like the invisibility cloak kind of thing. Oh, oh my gosh. What if it's the Hogwarts Express for New York? <gasps> Sabrina. I'm going to go hang out in that train station. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> we have to go to Astor Place Train station. Sorry, we won't be at the live show anymore. We'll be at Astor Place. Come join us. Yeah. We're all going to Oh my gosh. Ilvermoni. I think I can't know. I don't know how to say the word. (laughs) We're going to the North American Um, version of Hogwarts.
1: Yeah. Well, so it could be any of those things, but some people are like, oh, it might be a glitch in the matrix Mm -hmm. sort of like time hopping between dimensions. Or people think that it might be temporary time travel where people are going back in time for a moment, like a a previous timeline is accidentally glitching into our... Well, it's just a glitch in the matrix. Again, it doesn't matter. Timelines don't have to actually sync up. It can still be a glitch. Mm, Yeah. So that's one of the things they believe about that. So that's the Astro Place station. But now we're going to go to City Hall Station that sits at the end of the 6th line. And I believe it's actually shut down and abandoned. And perhaps for the good, because when this station was being built, the construction workers would report strange, unidentifiable noises around them. But the noises only occurred at night and it sounded like talking and like moans and groans and there was chanting and people were like, whoa, this is really spooky. What is this? The secret organization. It could be. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're just changing everything that I thought that this story was. It's just that's out the door and I'm fully here for the secret organization. Me too. But there was one worker who was working down in that train station who had been a member of the, and I'm going to try not to butcher this, but the Leni, Leni Lenape tribe, okay, which was a Native American tribe that was in the southeast New York area. And he thought that it sounded familiar and that it might have been the native language that that tribe spoke. Oh. So this could actually make a lot of sense because the station was built on the site of an ancient battleground, which Whoa. pretty much massacred the Lenape Indians involved. Wow. So perhaps the men were hearing. I don't want to think that the spirits of the Native Americans who were brutally murdered are still stuck in the train station. So I would like to think that it's just a residual haunting of the battle and the men who
0: had lost their lives. But you also, I mean, with a mass, with a massacre or a, a group. Mm hmm killing not every spirit is going to do the same thing so like some could pass on and move on to their next lives but others could feel like they have they have baggage and have to stay
1: right right yeah Ugh, it's just tough to think about especially since it's not only chanting and speech but it's like the moans and groans so it makes me think that the spirits there if it's not a residual haunting if it is just the spirits it's like all of them talking to each other and praying for their lives yeah. and the moans and groans of the injured.
0: Right. Well, those moans and groans could be residual and then the chanting, oh, do you think ghosts get confused about residual and active ghosts? Like If they hear the moans and groans and they start chanting because they're trying to give those other spirits peace and yet they, that's just a residual haunting.
1: I mean, I myself get confused That's about true. residual hauntings, so I'm sure the spirits do, too. True. I don't think your IQ goes up when you die. <laughs> <laughs> so you will still be a genius. <laughs> I'll still be a genius. I'm going to come up with the perfect custom lipstick color for every single person.
0: While dead. Wow.
1: While dead. And then I'm going to come back with an invention where I can see through clothes Everyone will think that I'm just a magician because I'll be like, "This is your perfect shade," and they'll be like, oh, "How did you know?" Because I can see your nipple <laughs> on the tube. Really, really tiny. Only if you have a super strong magnifying glass, it's gonna look like it's just a gold bar, mm-hmm. like a line. Mm-hmm. But if you have a magnifying glass, really, really small print, it will say, "Because
0: I can see your nipple." That's great branding. I- I'm on board for this. <laughs> Two girls, one it's nipple. Just our little secret. <laughs> I'm going to do it in my next life.
1: So no one here that's listening to the podcast will know we'll all be dead. Okay. Hopefully we'll still have lips then in the next life. I don't know how evolution works.
0: There was an episode of the Twilight Zone. I think it was the Twilight Zone. I don't know. Anyway, there was an episode where like a person was like stretched out and like basically a slab within like a painting because they, that was like the new, you had to be so skinny and they looked like it was just like a stretched out canvas of skin with eyes.
1: That's disgusting. I hate thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also going to Google why do we have lips after this okay. because now I'm curious. Okay. Okay. So, the City Hall station has all of the chanting and everything like that. So that place is haunted. That place is a little scary and it's abandoned. But if that wasn't scary enough, we also have a ghost mayor what? down in New York who is living a humble afterlife taking public transportation still. His name, well, it's believed that it's George McClellan. Mm -hmm. He was mayor at the time of many of the train station's openings. And he was freaking thrilled by the city's advancement and by them opening all of these stations. He thought it was like the best thing that they could have done. It was so inventive. It was really bringing New York to the next level where they needed to be. And so he was gung-ho for trains. Wow! But perhaps a little too thrilled because— he wanted to take control of the throttle when he was riding the sixth train. And the conductor was like, this is for sure not a good idea, but you're the mayor and you're powerful and mm. I believe that I can't say no to you because of the position you're in. So he let him take over. And I know what you're thinking. The train doesn't crash. It's fine. It ends good. he Or ends well. Wow, English. <laughs> but the mayor wasn't very good at driving, that's for sure. <laughs> so the conductor was pretty nervous the whole time and George... Mayor George was not really um, letting go of the controls very easily. So it was like a thing that all of the training conductors were talking about, like, oh, the mayor, if he wants to drive the train, he's not going to let you take control again. Yikes. So he had a reputation for refusing to give up the throttle, at least for that from that one experience. And um, but everybody left. But the haunting mm-hmm. isn't about that one incident of him refusing to give up the control over the train. But rather, it's about how much Mayor George McClellan loved the trains Uh because they believe that in the afterlife, he's either riding the trains or he's taking control of the trains against maybe the conductors and train staff's better judgment. Because people have reported seeing a spirit standing at the controls of train six. So it could be him or the six train. I don't know how New Yorkers say it. The six. And they've Mm. also seen a conductor or an engineer running towards the train. So perhaps the mayor is trying to take control on his own and the conductors are like, wait, wait. Mr.
0: Mayor. Yes, Mr. Mayor. Don't put other people's lives in danger. But he can't help what he loves and that's conducting trains. He loves trains. And
1: being in politics. And speaking of politics, we're going to stay with the political figures and move on to FDR President de Roosevelt. Mm. He doesn't haunt the train station, but his sweet little Scottish Terrier does. What? Yes. Wherever FDR traveled, he brought his little pup named Fala with him, and Fala would follow him everywhere, even in the subway system. And FDR would actually take a secret train from the Grand Central Terminal to a private secret station below the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. And Fala would always go on this journey with him. Uh, Just have to say, another secret train. Another secret train. Sabrina, I didn't even have to tell you this story. And at the top of the episode, you immediately came up with a theory (laughs) that wraps all of these facts together. (laughs) I'm a genius, too. In a past life, do you think that you were actually the leader of this secret society and that's why suddenly you know?
0: Maybe. I feel like I have so many past lives In uh, just because every time we do a story, it's like, what, do you think you were this in a past life? Yeah.
1: It's, uh, we should go get past life readings. Ooh,
0: where do you go for that?
1: Uh, to a spiritual bookstore. They often have
0: them there. Should we go when we're in Boston? Yes, we should find one. Okay. All right. It's a plan. Sounds good. It's a date, actually.
1: Okay. I'll send you
0: a calendar okay. invite.
1: I'll put on deodorant. <laughs> and now lipstick. Yeah, I'll circle that day on the calendar, put on lipstick and deodorant.
0: Like Sabrina's coming to Put time. a heart and then put like a countdown on the rest of your calendar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
1: subway riders in New York will sometimes spot a Scottish terrier on the Grand Central platform. Hmm. And they say the dog looks like it's waiting for his owner. And some have also seen the dog go on and like walk around and they're trying to follow this dog. Like where the heck is this dog going? So people have kind of like followed the dog, keeping their eye on Mm -hmm. him. But the problem is the dog just walks through solid walls and disappears. So people don't know exactly where Fala is going. Interesting. Fala knows the secret route. Perhaps in his spirit life, he's like, you know what? Why take the subway? Why take all these winding tunnels? Why not just beeline straight through the dirt and the walls to Astoria Waldorf Hotel? Hmm. Or Waldorf Astoria Hotel. I understood what you were saying. So those are some of the better known hauntings of the New York City MTA system. But there are plenty more hauntings and plenty more stories. And perhaps the energy is just different on the train and in the stations allowing spirits, I think, maybe to pass between realms because Ooh. it seems that, I mean, I don't hear about Boston's MBTA system being haunted, but I don't New York has all of these haunted tunnels. And so do you think that not only because it's over a century old, but because it's like this this wave connecting all these different types of people in all these neighborhoods, mm. that
0: maybe it's like a portal? Ooh. I I think that's super fascinating, but then I feel like that would also speak—that would imply that all tunnel systems could act the same way. It could. Which maybe it they could. do, when we just don't know it yet.
1: Maybe they do, just like mirrors. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But that's a theory. So this is a theory that a lot of New Yorkers have. Claudia or Na- Nagy or Nagy—I don't know how to say names— she lives in East Village or at least she did when she was being interviewed about this. And she believes that the train system has a lot of paranormal activity because of all of the destruction that went into building the tunnels. Mm. She thinks in doing so that it something that something opened up and the tunnels allowed an easy pathway for spirits to move through. I mean that makes sense. Yeah. She had an experience herself. She was on the number 1 train alone. Which is a rare occurrence because think about how many people are on the trains every day right. to think that you'd be the only person. thats Statistically, I don't think that's very um, likely. Likely. Thank you for the words. Mm-hmm. So she was on the train alone. And when the subway door went to shut, it wouldn't shut. It just kept opening at the exact same spot hmm. like it was hitting a body that was like standing Ooh. between the doorway. And then they just kept opening again and opening again. So she was pretty freaked out about that. But that's all that happened at that time. But another New York City local, Fred Malave, he works as a sales associate over in East Village. Or, again, at least he did when this article came mm-hmm. out. And his son, who's pretty young, performs breakdancing in the subway stations.
0: Fun. I wish I could break dance.
1: I know. It's one of those things where every time I see it, I'm like, the strength yeah. of those people and the skill of those people is something I don't think I'll ever achieve it's physically. It's very impressive. It's very – it's, it's like, um, like pole dancing. Do you remember for Liv's birthday when we went to that first pole dancing place? Uh-huh. And the women were insanely strong. It was like so surf to soleil.
0: Yes. I can't even wash my feet by when I stand on one foot. <laughs> so let alone do any other – trick of the body <laughs> there's no way Oh my god
1: yeah they lo- all of those the performers that night like loved us cuz we were all freaking out we were like oh my god get it girl that strength that core strength and then I mean <laughs> they
0: loved us too
1: We were the ones that were really appreciating like their actual endurance <laughs> and abilities yeah Yeah Okay but so this guy's son his kid break dances in the stations and oftentimes, he's he's not with his dad, but, like, with his, you know, probably breakdancing group. Mm-hmm. And he'll come home on numerous occasions and tell his dad, Fred, that his grandpa watched him breakdance at the station. Oh. But the grandfather passed away oh. a while ago. And Fred was a bit skeptical at first, but his son would describe his grandpa and it was Fred's dad, like, 280. T. That is so sweet. Isn't it? I like and that. So that. That's why it makes me think even more that it might be some sort of portal that lets spirits easily go through it. Because, I mean, I'm sure he didn't pass away in the subway system or have that much of a connection to the subway system. But the fact that he can frequently appear and appear so for so long— in duration of time for like the kid to be like, Oh yeah, he watches me break dance, like watches, not not watched me for a second or appeared for a second, right. or I saw him out of the corner of my eye for a second, but like watches me breakdance. It makes me think that there's some extra power. It's like a supercharge of spirit on the spirits.
0: Right. Ooh.
1: And many of the residents in New York City believe in the hauntings. They're like, yes, the MTA is super haunted, but the MTA doesn't really want to believe themselves. Adam Lisberg is a spokesperson for the MTA, and he was quoted as saying, while it's tempting to blame ghosts for the occasional signal problem or equipment delay, we'll keep our focus on the more than six million real live customers who ride the subway <laughs> on our busiest days. Wow. Wow. Yes, but they still are in good spirits about the hauntings, and I think they still have fun with it because last year they hosted the first ever haunted subway, and they turned one of the train cars <gasps> no! into a haunted house that people could go through.
0: That is so cool. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: So cool. Yeah. I was looking at pictures. It looked super fun. Want to go to that? Well, we can. We can do anything you want, Sabrina. I am here. I'm supporting you.
0: Ah, great. Thank you. Let's go.
1: But anyway, yeah, that's the New York City subway train station. Wow, hauntings.
0: I like that they're overwhelmingly positive, and especially if it is some portal of kind of a of, of a sort, you would think that there would be more dark spirits. But mm-hmm. it, it has so much positivity, and like I, I just like the fact that it gives access to loved ones and relatives to come visit people. Because there are so many people that are coming through those tunnels that, I right. don't know, it's just such an interesting, wonderful place for spirits. And honestly, there are
1: probably so many more things that happen that just go unnoticed because it's so extremely busy and people aren't always the most observant, right. Observant, especially when they're, you know, running to a train or battling through a sea of 300 people all standing yeah. in the same section. So I wonder how often things just go unnoticed. Right. Yeah. Well, if you are a public transportation rider, you may be thinking that you need to stay as healthy as possible and not get sick with all these people around
0: you. One
1: of the ways to do that is to take some vitamins.
0: And you can use Care-of because Care-of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door.
1: And with the winter blues coming to an end, It's finally time that we get back into a routine that empowers us to feel our healthiest and to not get the flu 70 times in one (laughs) season, like I did.
0: Karev has this really fun online quiz that asks you about your diet, your health goals, and lifestyle choices, and it only takes five minutes to figure out your personal scientifically-backed vitamin and supplement recommendations.
1: And of's delicious nutrient-packed Quick Start powders can be added to your monthly delivery for
0: an extra easy boost wherever you need it. And then the personalized care of subscri- subscription box gets sent right to your door every month with personalized daily packs, great for a busy on-the-go lifestyle. Like they come in this like, almost like a Pez dispenser and mm-hmm. you pull out a pack as you go and they have these great quotes on them, which I love because I love quotes that are inspirational in the morning.
1: Yeah, you know what I actually did is I put it in my desk drawer. So now it's on oh, my desk. Smart. So every morning when I go into work, I just open my desk and it's kind of discreet because it is like a dispenser. So it doesn't look just like a bottle of pills. And then I just take out
0: my little packet and I pop my pills at work. Nice. And they have vegan and vegetarian supplement options, which for me is ideal because especially lately, I've been going through a lot of health stuff with what's bothering my stomach and making me uncomfortable during the day. And so having supplements is very helpful because I'm not getting all of the vitamins I need through my diet.
1: Yeah. And speaking of helpful, they do good. A portion of every sale goes towards the Good Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable
0: prenatal vitamins. So we super, super, super want to support this company. We think it's great. So you can get 50% off your first month of personalized Care-of vitamins. All you have to do is go to takecareof.com and enter the code TGOG50 at checkout. Again, for 50% off of your first month of personalized care
1: of vitamins, go to takecareof.com and enter T-G-O-G-50.
0: Okay, so my story is a little sad, but it has a happy ending. Okay. So on the evening of December 1st, 1938, it was snowy and foggy and the snow was falling and hitting the ground, painting it white. It was beautiful, except an orange school bus was traveling down the road down Shane Road specifically, which is in San Antonio, Texas. The kids were laughing and unaware of the dangerous conditions on the road, as kids are. And they had just gone on a field trip, which is, as we know, it was the best day ever at school when you were going on a field trip because you didn't have to go to class. You were going to a fun place and you got to like hang out with your friends. Right.
1: And then you packed a lunch bag full of snacks. You got like extra gushers for Uh the bus ride.
0: Yep. And so, yeah, these kids are in a great mood and they're laughing and, you know, thinking of the mac and cheese that they have waiting for them when they get home. Unfortunately, the universe was not so fair this evening and had other plans in mind. And so as these kids are on the bus, the wheels going round and round, round and round, round and round, they all of a sudden stop. The bus had stalled out and the bus driver, and and there's two different versions of this story where... One, the driver was a nun, and the other, that the driver was just a regular school bus driver. That was not a religious figure. The driver starts to panic. Like, what's happening? Why is the bus not turning on? So they turn the key off, turn the ignition off, and then try to start it back up, and it won't start back up. And so the bus had stalled. And then the driver looks and realizes that it had stalled on top of railroad tracks. The driver is Again, panicking and trying to start the tr- start the bus back up. Oh my God, yes. That's like a nightmare.
1: Every time I drive over railroad tracks, I'm always like, what if I get stuck or I what know. if the railing comes down?
0: Well, remember that time when we were in San Diego? Yeah, I do. But they survived.
1: Yeah, they did. We witnessed a crash where a car got stuck in between the two... Medians. They tried to go through as the gate was closing and they ended up getting stuck mm-hmm. so they tried to do a u-turn and the train came and clipped the side of their car and we were and the walking. car flung into a pedestrian and seriously injured him mm-hmm. it was very scary to see it was it, we did not yeah think that it was going to end in survival but we read online
0: that it did yes which is great it was one of those Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a horrifying experience and it was one of her friend's birthdays and she cannot deal with those things. And whereas Corinne and I were like, we want to help and we want to go and make sure things are okay. Yeah. Cause our instinct is to
1: run too. Whereas a lot of people's instinct is to close your eyes and run away because it's so horrific. Yeah. So it was hard.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was emotional. It was definitely emotional, but I'm very, very happy that it turned out well because yeah. Uh, Yeah. OK so it's a nightmare to anyone? Yes, it is a nightmare for that to happen. And so all of a sudden, the bus driver is like, "I don't know what to do," And all of a sudden he hears he or she, whoever the driver was, the driver hears the noise of an oncoming train, and it is very close. Like no one had heard it before. They didn't realize how close it had been because he was, the driver was clearly preoccupied with the fact that the bus had stalled. The driver starts screaming for the children to get off the bus, like quick, quick, get off the bus. But it was too late. And the train crashed into the bus going 60 miles per hour. Oh, God. And emergency vehicles raced to the scene, rushing children to the hospital. But for most of them, it was unfortunately too late. And the crash took the lives of 22 children and the driver of the bus. And it was said to be one of the nation's most horrible train accidents ever to occur. It tore apart the town. Obviously, like parents had to go down to the morgue and identify their children's bodies. It's just devastating to lose a child and then... for 22 parents to have done so. It's just tragic and horrible. and It's horrific. Uh, according to one version of the story, the nun, in, in the nun version, with where it was the nun who was the driver, this that story apparently the, the nun had survived. And so this nun, obviously, having had survived, had a ton of guilt, survivor's guilt, you know, feeling like, why did she survive and all these children didn't get to? Also, she was the one put in charge of protecting the children and then, she survived and they didn't. So she had all this guilt. And a week after the accident, the nun decides to return to the tracks. She's depressed. She feels like there's, she has no will to live any longer. And so she parks her car on the tracks in the very same spot that the accident had happened. And she waits and waits and she hears a train coming. And then she hears the sound of children laughing And all of a sudden, she feels her car moving, although it had been in park.
1: (gasps) Oh, my God. My entire (laughs) body just
0: got freezing cold and covered with chills. I know. She feels her car moving by itself. It was in park. And all of a sudden, it passes off the tracks to safety. And the second it does, the train whizzes by. It's so loud. And the... It, the vibration goes through her car and her heart's beating and racing. It all happened so fast and she survived. Whoa. And she was so confused by it and she's like, Is she losing her mind? Like, did she park on the did she not park on it? it, it it's just, you know, it's so she Is she confounding. actually dead and this is just right. what happened? Yeah. And so... Yes, She's just losing her mind a little bit and she jumps out of the car and she's just like looking around for, was someone there? Did someone actually push her car? No one's there. She can't see anyone. So she she goes to behind her car where she felt the force pushing it Mm -hmm. and she sees tiny little handprints. Whoa. Handprints that belong to little children. And so this nun, she breaks down in tears, clearly understanding that these children wanted her to live and that they didn't blame her for the accident, and that she shouldn't blame herself either, and that they wanted her to live and that she had a purpose left in this life. And so within a few years, she actually opened a school for orphans and worked there until the day she died. Wow. Oh, that's such a good end. <laughs> I know. And... The nun isn't the only person who have experienced the sensation of her car being pushed over the train tracks. In fact, there are hundreds of tourists who actually make their way to the tracks every year, and they go to the very spot on Chain Road, and they witness the phenomenon themselves. And it said, if you park your car in that spot near the tracks... You're, you will feel your car be pushed to the other side and to safety. And you can watch, I, there were, there are so many videos on YouTube of people experiencing it. <gasps> no way. It. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have to look this up. Yeah. And there are different ones. Like some people do it in neutral and others will do it in park. And in the neutral one, you can like understand like, if, like the whole gravity hill type of stuff. Of course, you know, there are people who try to debunk this whole thing. But people who have their cars in park, their car will also move, which that is, that's the wild part because I feel like When you put your car in park, it's pretty, it's pretty stuck.
1: Yeah. I'm going to Google it and I'm going to try to watch videos on mute while you tell me this story.
0: And actually people will put baby powder on the back of their car in order to like actually capture the handprints. And they do. They see after the car is pushed, they'll see little handprints, children handprints in the baby powder that they put on their car. And luckily for me, I won't have to do that because my car is dirty as can be, and it'll have enough dust where the kids can just put their hands... And of course, like I said, tons of people debate the validity of this. And some people say that it's an optical illusion and that the road is not actually uphill, it's actually going downhill. And so then the cars do automatically roll over the track. But again, doesn't explain the people who have their cars in park. And also it's pretty clearly uphill when you look at it.
1: I know I'm looking at it now and I don't understand how it's an optical illusion because I'm trying to look at the trees and see if the trees are growing in a...
0: At a different angle. I don't know. I I mean, I feel like people try to debunk anything and will say, similar to how we try to validate things, like, it's just, you either believe or you don't. Because it looks like you go up, and then when you're pushed over the tracks, it does turn into a downhill. Others will, like, other people say that the accident actually never happened in San Antonio, and that it actually happened in Salt Lake City, or that a smaller accident happened somewhere else in San Antonio, and people just kind of blew it up and made it this legend because... Having a legend in your town is more interesting, but I don't know how they would explain the tiny handprints and the many, 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 many reports of ghostly sightings, because people have seen apparitions of children, spectral figures, the sounds of children laughing, the sound of a train passing when there's no train there, and they've even caught ghostly figures on camera. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds pretty damn haunted to me. Right, right. There's actually, there was a woman who was driving with her mom. They were driving along the tracks and they were like, Ooh, like, I wonder if we'll see any ghosts. And so they take, they start taking a ton of photos and they don't see anything. And they were like, okay, like, let's just go home. And they go home and they look at the photos and sure enough, in one of the photos, there is a ghostly image of a girl. It's like, she's like very white and astrally and she's holding a teddy bear and it's very clearly a figure. It's not like a little bit of fog. Mm-hmm. It is very, very clearly a ghostly figure of a little girl.
1: You know what I have to say? I really like that I'm as horrible as what happened to the children mm-hmm. is. I like that they are kind of coming out as heroes, that they're just Every single time someone parks there, they're just like,
0: "Get them across." And I also love that it's kind of turned into this game for them. Of and all these people come to mm-hmm. visit them, and they're probably so happy that they do. And they're like, "That's Let's true." Push them too. Yeah. it's sweet. It's it's yeah. The it, the what happened is tragic, but they're clearly making the best of it. And okay, so then there's a very there's a crazy story. This happened like a few weeks not it wasn't too long after the accident happened but a woman was driving on that stretch of road on Shane Road and she saw a little girl standing at the side of the road right near the train tracks so she pulls over and she looks at the girl and she's like are you okay do you need a ride home and the little girl nods and she climbs into her car and so the entire drive home the girl remained quiet except for to tell the woman where her where she lived her address And so the Mm -hmm. woman pulls up to the front of the house and looks to the girl in the back seat. And this girl, like something just feels off. Like the little girl's looking down and seems a little scared and frightened. The woman just assumed that maybe she got in a fight with her parents that night and had run off. And so she was embarrassed and she didn't know if her parents would forgive her. And so she was just like hesitant to go back inside. So she looks at the little girl and she's like, I promise like everything will be okay. Don't worry about it. Little girl doesn't say anything. She stays quiet. And the woman's like, why don't I go, why don't I go talk to your parents and I'll, I'll make sure things are okay and then you can go in. Little girl, again, doesn't say anything. So the woman smiles at her and is like, okay, I'll go do that. And so she gets out of the car and starts walking up the, the driveway and then she looks back to see, just to check on the girl in the car and she's gone. And so the woman is so confused. She runs back to her car and she looks into the backseat. No girl. She's nowhere to be seen. She's not on the road. She's not like... It was a pretty open area, so she would have seen her. And yeah. she turned around within a few seconds of leaving the car. So it, and she didn't hear another door close. That's so scary. I know. And you have to get back in that car. And the seatbelt was still buckled. So there was no girl, but the seatbelt was still buckled. So, like, the amount of thoughts that she's thinking, like, because w- you could be like, was I just dreaming this? Was I talking to no one? But no, the seatbelt was buckled. That, du- that child buckled her seatbelt. I like
1: how the little girl. More of the seatbelts still.
0: Yeah. So she was super confused and uh, she was like, well, okay, I'm going to pretend this didn't happen and I'm going to go home. Yeah. And then others have heard disembodied screams and Ooh. felt a very eerie feeling, which that could be a residual haunting in addition to the ghosts that are still there. I don't know. But then there's in October of 2018... San Antonio actually announced a new two mile section of the train tracks, which were to go through that same stretch of Chain Road, but it would be elevated in a way that would prevent any car from like going over it mm-hmm. and prevent the children then from pushing the cars over the tracks. And I think that maybe it was done on purpose because a lot of stuff started happening in that area. One, if people went at night, people would rob them or rob them or steal their cars just because it was like a prime location to like take advantage of tourists. Also, I think that San Antonio, the government doesn't want to address or admit to the ghosts of the tracks. And so they're like, well, let's try to make it a thing that no one can validate anymore. But the tracks in this project keeps getting delayed or they keep running out of funds. And I think that maybe the ghost children are preventing it from happening because without the tracks and without that, they, they're kind of alone and have nothing and maybe they're not ready to move on and they feel like this is their path and this is what they're meant to do. Yeah, It's the field trip that never ended. It's. Yeah. They're all still with each other. Yeah. Also, a lot of people who do go to the tracks end up bringing gifts for the children and crosses and They'll say prayers because they try to help the children move on. There's actually, it's funny, people, because San Antonio, like, it's a really haunted place in Texas. And people argue that's it's the most haunted place in Texas. But, you know, mm-hmm. everyone says it's the most haunted whatever, wherever they live. But so parents will tell their children the story of the San Antonio tracks. And they'll tell it in a scary way. And they'll say, the ghost will push you. So they'll bring their kids late at night to the tracks to scare them. <laughs> <laughs> oh god I love those parents <laughs> Me too um, But yeah so you can go If you search haunted train track San Antonio It will come up on your maps That is how infamous it is And if you don't want to do that I don't know why you wouldn't because that's easy You can also put in 2902 Shane Road San Antonio Texas 78223 And that Perfect. is the San Antonio tracks That are haunted by the ghostly children
1: Oh my gosh what a crazy, I am I mean, I watched like three different videos while you were talking, <laughs> and it definitely looks like it's going uphill. Yes. And then not only that, but they sprinkle the baby powder on their car and then show all the, the fingerprints after. Yeah. So it makes you
0: wonder. It makes you not wonder because you know. It's haunted. Yeah. And people were, like, people were trying to say that the the, um, handprints are just your handprints from like when you put baby powder, your handprints could come out through it. Or like, I can understand if it's like uh, yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Right.
1: Yeah. Like from before when you were closing your, mm-hmm. your back door, when you sprinkle it
0: on. The, or like your fingerprints oils will, just like mm-hmm. seeping through. It will pick it up. Right. But the one thing it doesn't explain is the, the tiny children handprints, unless you have children, that's a, or unless you have baby hands, that's not. I do feel you like... suffer from baby hands? I do not. I have skinny fingers. That's all I have.
1: Do you have baby Better hands? Better than my hamburger helper glove hand.
0: Oh, they're cute. Your hands are really, really
1: cute. Well, I'm curious enough now that I want to do a test and put baby powder on the back of my car and see what I see.
0: Yeah, I would love to. I feel like both of these stories. And this is great because I feel like we haven't had a good, nice, haunting ghost story episode in a long time. And mm-hmm. I would like to go to both of these places, which is not something I say often. No, very rarely do we ever want to go to either. Yeah. And but I have been on the subway system in New York many yeah, times.
1: Me too. And we will be there soon. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll be taking the public
0: transportation. Oh, yeah. We're not ritzy enough to take limos. No, I was thinking cabs. But- <laughs> The cabs,
1: the cab drivers in New York drive crazy. It kind of scares me a little bit. They know what they're doing, though. They do, but I don't. It's,
0: it's, I'm unsure of myself, so I'm a nervous passenger. <laughs> well, when we travel. When you're walking down the New York streets or whenever we're, wherever we're doing live shows, we're going to want to look fly. We're going to want to look good and have like nice new makeup and products. glow skin. Yeah, and thanks to FabFitFun, we can do that. The 2019 FabFitFun Spring Box is
1: on sale now, so you can treat yourself with items in it such as the Monica Dar Champagne Body Scrub or the Dulux Mini Backpack, which I got, and one of my favorite products of all time, the Tula Purifying Face Cleanser. Mm. I was stoked to get. More supply of that me too all, I, love I ran that. out of my last one and I was like perfect timing Perfect
0: timing and if you love discovering new products or are fashion beauty maven like us FabFitFun is for you because it allows women everywhere to discover new products as well as including rave review must have brands that you know and love already it's like Christmas four times a year seriously it's the best feeling in the world when you get your box
1: And speaking of four times a year, Mother's Day is coming up, and don't you want to celebrate your mother four times a year? Yes. So forget the flowers. FabFitFun is all you need to make this Mother's Day special. It's actually such a
0: good gift. And with customization, your mom can pick the gift she wants. Yeah, so you basically just take the guesswork out of gifting. It's so great. And it's guaranteed that your mom will love it, and it's basically 12 gifts for the price of one. So, I mean that's a sure thing. Sure bet. Why wouldn't you do it? Get your mom goodies from a variety of categories with their, which are health, beauty, fitness, lifestyle, home valued at over $200 for only $49.99. Yeah. But don't tell your mom how much you spent
1: on it. Let her think you spent way more.
0: Mm -hmm. And guess what? They're all full size products. There's no samples of anything. Every box is guaranteed to have over $200 in retail. And this spring box has a total retail value of $347 to $354.99.
1: So you guys can sign up for FabFitFun today. These boxes always sell out. They seriously always sell out. So you can use our code TGOG to get $10 off of your first box. Go to fabfitfun.com to sign up
0: and start getting the box for a life well lived. Again, use promo code TGOG to get $10 off of your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. Just go to fabfitfun.com and use our code TGOG to get $10 off of your first FabFitFun box.
1: All right, shall we read some stories about haunted trains, railroad tracks, uh, yes subways, etc.? Absolutely. From our Haunted Listeners Heck yes Okay, I have one from Brian Greetings, I normally don't fanboy Over shows, <laughs> but I love hearing Your stories
0: Oh, this makes me so happy Because <laughs> I, I, we I, have so many Lady fans, which I love But when the men come out of the woodworks, I'm like, hell yes
1: Yeah, like who could forget Lilla Bob, <laughs> Campon Bob Or Bloody Joey They all have exactly. nicknames now Yeah. <laughs> I am hoping you bring a live show to the Midwest when the weather is nicer. It's currently negative 51. Oh, that was back in January. It's currently negative 51 with Winchell here in Iowa. So I decided to take the day off to write you rather than make my hour commute to work. Smart. Good choice. I live along one of the busiest rail lines in the country, and trains have always been a big part of my life here in Boone. I have a couple of cool stories for you. One from me and one from my great-grandma who was a really cool lady, and I wish I was able to remember more of her stories, so I'll just start with hers first. While driving to visit my great-aunt in northern Iowa, my great-grandma decided to pass the dime by telling me stories she had picked up over the years. The one I remember the best is about a railroad engineer's encounter with an angel. It was a dark and stormy night, making visibility very limited as all good stories start,
0: they do all start <laughs> that way. Mine did. <laughs> Yours
1: was like, it's a beautiful white snowy day. <laughs> you cannot see in the fog. It was a fog, snow, I don't remember. Fog and snow. Okay. Uh, after a while of traveling through the wooded area, the engineer began seeing something in front of the train. At first, he ignored this and he kept going. And after more time passed, the sight in front of him began to come into focus. It was a shadowy figure with wings and the engineer gave the call to the brakeman to stop the train as there was something in front of the train. The engineer got out as the powerful light on the engine illuminated the track ahead. After scouting a good distance ahead and finding nothing they took off again. After some time the engineer saw the same figure again and decided again to stop the train. They again scouted "'Ahead of the train and found nothing. "'This time, quite some time passed, "'and the same shadowy figure again appeared "'with wings flapping gracefully in front of them. "'He, after what had to be a fight "'between trying to stay on schedule "'and figuring out what was going on, "'made the call to the brakeman and stopped the train. "'This time, when he got out, he scouted ahead.' He did not find a person, but the bridge in front of him collapsed into a raging (gasps) river. When he turned back to go to the train to use the telegraph to let the depot know what was going on, he saw his angel. Upon the train's light—oh, my God, I have huge chills. I know. Upon the train's light was a moth with the lens casting a shadow ahead of the train.
0: (gasps) Oh, I did not see that coming. Oh, my gosh but if they hadn't stopped it was a moth but it was like purposeful right it has to be right but also because they were it, they saw it three times right and they didn't see it all the time which means the moth wasn't there all the time it was just there incrementally throughout the the right the ride
1: oh my gosh wow okay. my next story involves a real life superwoman local history and my time as a ghost hunter Boone Co., Iowa is filled with a very cool history that most people sadly ignore. I will make the history quick, but the story should really be checked out, and the area has a couple books about this event. On the night of July 6th, 1881, there was a heavy thunderstorm. Alongside the railroad tracks in a small home was a 15-year-old named Kate Shelley, her siblings, and her mother. From outside, they heard a loud crash, and Kate, being the oldest, ran outside to see what it was. With the light of the lightning, she could see a pusher locomotive that had crashed into Honey Creek when the bridge it had been sent to check on had collapsed. Kate, knowing that there was a passenger train scheduled into the nearby town of Moingona at midnight and needing to get help for the two survivors, knew that she had to help. The only way to do so was to walk to the depot in Moingona. She had started with a lantern, but it was blown out by the wind and she had to travel two miles in horrid conditions with no light outside in the lightning. Oh, and to make matters even better, she had to cross a railroad bridge. These did not have a way to walk across with each tie being about two feet apart and nothing underneath them except the trestles and the Des Moines River. On her hand, So she crossed on her hands and knees in the wind and in the dark. She did manage to make it to the depot in time, saving 200 passengers on the incoming train, the crew of that train and the two surviving members of the first train. From here, she led an interesting life, including becoming friends with the family of the future First Lady, Mammy Eisenhower, and being a large part of the women's suffrage movement. This story is much more interesting than the ghost story relating to it. In high school, I had a friend that said we needed to hunt ghosts. Hmm. (laughs) I was in charge of finding spots and debunking things that we had found. It was always rumored that Kate Shelley could be seen on stormy nights crossing the bridge that locals unofficially called the Kate Shelley High Bridge. This is not the same bridge that she had crossed, but replaced the route that went near her home. We went there on a night that was not stormy, but it was foggy and creepy. And after waiting a few moments, doing an EVP session and taking photos, we saw a light slowly cross the bridge amidst the fog. Since we had not yet seen anything, it was a cool experience. (laughs) As my job was to figure out if it was a ghost or another possibility, I set to work the next day. I found out that during World War II... There were buildings on either side of the bridge, and the bridge would be checked for bombs before each train was allowed to cross. After 9-11, it was decided that the bridge again was at high risk since it was the main route between Chicago, Omaha, and the West Coast for food and other goods. What we saw was a Union Pacific worker walking the track before the next train arrived. It was a disappointment, (laughs) but still one of my favorite stories that I tell people. I'm sorry for being so long-winded, and I hope to write to you again with some scarier stories that my family has. Gotta love a good ghost
0: clown story. Oh, no. (sighs) Did we just discover a new topic? We, oh my gosh. Ghost clowns. I'm adding it to our. Add it to the list. I'm adding it now. Brian, send us your ghost clown story. God bless, Brian. Ghost clown. Wow, Brian. Okay, that story of... Kate Shelley is so remarkable. What a hero. What an amazing woman. Oh my God, the perseverance, the bravery. Yeah, that's wild. Wow. I I mean, even the first story too, like just the the amazing angel. I know. I know. I know. It's like good things surrounding this
1: train track. Right. I hope People are surviving. I'm so surprised by
0: all of these positive stories.
1: I know. And also what's amazing, and we should take a note from Kelly, is that she was in her home. She was safe with all of her family members. These were all strangers. Mm-hmm. She didn't know them. She didn't have to do anything. But she risked her life still Yeah, to save all of these people. We need more when Kate. When she could have easily just been like, I'm scared. I'm going to stay inside with all of my family. We need more Kate Shelleys in the world. Yeah. That's amazing. It is amazing, and it's amazing that she also—because there are plenty of stories where people do try to act, and it didn't go so well, so maybe the right thing—I mean, who's
0: to say what the right thing is? Well, I mean, so many—there were so many opportunities for things to go bad for her while Mm. on that trek to go warn them, and yet she just kept persevering and going through it because she knew it would have been worse had she not.
1: I wonder— if someone had had a light at that time, if they shone it near Kelly, if maybe they would have seen a moth.
0: Ooh. Okay. Well, now I'm just thinking of the Mothman, and maybe the moth. I know. Is not Instead so of bad. Mothman,
1: there's a little moth angel mm-hmm. creature. It's like our fruit fly, the moth.
0: The moth of our podcast.
1: No, I was I was going to say the moth of Boone, Iowa. Is that where uh, he is? Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Boone is in Iowa.
0: I wonder also if Kate Shelley is related to Mary Shelley because Mary Shelley was also another badass woman who created Frankenstein and maybe they are related and it's just a Shelley thing.
1: It's a Shelley thing.
0: I'm gonna all change my people last name with the last name
1: Shelley should create a t- a t-shirt that just says it's a Shelley thing. You wouldn't get it. You wouldn't get it and then all go to Disneyland together and or everybody wear your a family
0: vacation shirt. When your family member graduates college you just wear it's a Shelly thing.
1: It's a Shelley thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, oh, my gosh.
1: That's great. Yeah, so great. Okay, well, so now we have Andy. You're going to read Andy's. yeah. And I haven't read it yet. So is his a positive or is his I his scary? I haven't read it either.
0: Oh, for, so we're going to find out? So we're going to find out. But Andy's the one who picked this topic and said he had a ghost story about it. So I was like, send it and we'll read it. Okay. Hello, ladies. Love what you're doing with the cast. Oh, it's also called Lost Train, Passenger, and the Ghost Cat. There's a connection, question mark, exclamation point. (laughs) Here are my stories. This story involves a very playful spirit that hangs around my house and my cat who would chase him and maybe still does. My home is on an acre lot that backs to the woods, which when I moved in provided a very nice privacy. We've lived here for 16 years and some cool slash crazy stuff has happened since the day we moved in here. And now I think I know why, but I'll get to that later. Here are some things that I've encountered while in the house. Lights turn back on after I've turned them off. I've seen a white shape in the yard out of the corner of my eye. I've had things, I've lost things, but then they've been returned when I've asked for them. I literally would say, ghosty, real original, huh? Could you bring, please bring my sweater back? This story freaks my wife and friends out because my wife watched me tear my closet apart looking for a very specific red sweater. I folded all of my sweaters. I tore out of the closet and put them back, left my room, asked the ghost my question, walked back into my room, looked in my closet one more time, and the very red sweater was neatly folded in the middle of a stack of sweaters that I just put back in the closet. It's a game. Yeah. I was totally sold on the fact that I had a spirit and it was playful so I would talk to it often and just say hi and keep it on my good side. My wife was still a little skeptical, but one night my cat changed her mind. I have a split level house, so when you enter you can go up or down the stairs. Upstairs has the kitchen, living room, bathrooms, our bedroom, and my son's bedroom. One night my son was in bed, he was five, and we were watching tv, and the cat was intently staring at the wall that divided the staircase from the living room. After about two minutes of staring, he leaped, He leapt up and started pawing away at a spot on the wall. Then he took off down the stairs. I said, looks like ghost upset Louie. And my wife just said that the cat is crazy. Later that night, I went into the bathroom near the top of the stairs to wash my face. And I heard someone yell loudly. So I looked out to my wife and said, what's wrong? And she replied, I thought you were calling me. My son was asleep and the voice sound was not near his room and it actually sounded like it came from the exact place my uh, my cat had attacked earlier. At that point, my wife agreed that the house had a spirit and my cat was trying to show it who was boss. Since that night 14 years ago, we haven't heard the voice, but things disappear and reappear and I think it's fun. Louis the cat was our protector that night. I think he was protecting us from a spirit that is attached to our property, which I found out actually backs up to a very old railroad line. This railroad was the primary transit system for goods and people back in the 1800s. I haven't found records of an accident or anything bad, but I wouldn't be surprised if my ghost is someone who was involved with the railway in some capacity. It's a benevolent spirit who seems to enjoy playing tricks. A little bit about my cat, Louie. He passed away, but he's still around the house. More specifically, he's attached to my son. Oh. A few weeks ago, my son came home and there was an increase in activity in the house. More things showing up in places that they weren't left. Things knocked on the ground. Doors opening on their own. Louis would often try to barge his way into the rooms when doors were closed. So I think he was at it again. My son lives with roommates that have cats. So I think when he came home, Louis wanted him all to himself again. That's so cute. Keep up the amazing work. See you on the other side, Andy. Oh, that's precious. Mm-hmm. It's and so- I, I wouldn't...
1: I don't, my first thought is that the spirit in their home isn't a negative spirit. It's just having a little bit of fun, but totally. I mean, pets can be possessive. So maybe the cat was like, I've had enough of you today.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, get out of here. Cause it was like, they were all snuggling in bed and right. the cat's like, no, 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 no. There's not enough room for you to get out. It's me time. <laughs> me plus them minus you. <laughs> That's funny. I also think it's so fascinating could you imagine learning that the the there are old tracks behind your house that used to be the main transportation for goods and food? And I think that's so cool. I wonder if it's the same railroad line as the railroad
1: line that went into Boone, Iowa. Mm. Because it went all across. I mean, well, all the trains are pretty much connected. Most of them. All, I don't know what I'm saying. Why
0: did I say <laughs> that? I have no idea. But I mean... There are plenty of stops. There are plenty of stops. There are many systems of trains. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like they, it doesn't run anymore, clearly, because otherwise he would know there were train tracks there. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would love to go dig into history books about that and like I go know. to the local library and pull up old newspapers. and And you know
1: what I just made a connection is that railroads and trains are always... The mode of transportation when transporting people into magical places or places that are different, like in television and film. So I'm thinking Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Westworld. I'm mm-hmm. thinking um, what's the Kristen Bell, Heaven and Hell. Uh, the Good Place. The Good Place. Like yeah. Whenever you're transported into a
0: whole different realm, it's via a train. Except Narnia. Narnia's through a closet. Narnia's through a closet. Yeah, I wonder what it is. Why trains? Why trains? There is something magical about a train, though. That experience is, I feel like it, because it's been around for so long, just in terms of modes of transportation, it has this magical feeling of going through time.
1: Yeah, it really does. There's a uh, Polar Express train that I did when I was a little kid. It's um, in New Hampshire. I forget exactly where it is in New Hampshire. It's in North Conway. I don't remember where it goes to, but you enter into basically like a lottery to – because it's so popular to get to go on the North Pole and when – or get to go on the Polar Express to go Uh to the North Pole. And all the kids, you all wear your pajamas Uh and you take – you go on the train and you drink – the hot chocolate, it's, like, not even hot chocolate. They basically melt a chocolate bar, so you're just <gasps> drinking, like, liquid gold.
0: Oh, my God. That sounds so Oh, my God. So God good. It's so fun.
1: And then you arrive to the North Pole, and all of the elves are waving at you, and then Santa reads you a story.
0: That's amazing.
1: Or at least that's what happened a long time ago when I went.
0: Oh, that's so cool. I think that's definitely a, a more popular thing throughout the U.S., because there's one in L.A. that takes place as well. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so fun. That's another magical. I like trains.
0: Thing. Maybe I'll take a train from LA to Boston when I come to do our live show. All right, well then, see you in three weeks. That would take forever. No, kidding. I already bought my flight. I'm already... This is a happy episode. I feel like I feel good when ending this episode. I don't feel yeah. like I have to run and jump into Nick's arms and cry.
1: I'm assuming that this episode is going to be better than our haunted clowns episode. Mm. So here's our call to action to everyone. If you have a clown story, send it to us.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I hope we get a lot of stories so we can do an entire encounters episode about it too. That would be so fun. Oh.
1: That was like when we did B.E.K. And suddenly we were getting all these B.E.K. emails. Mm -hmm. We were like,
0: yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah. I also, I asked on our Patreon, I was like, so what are your favorite kind of stories? And everyone was like, the scarier the better. And I was like, "Uh, you are my (laughs) people. I like to feel dark and twisted. Yes. I love you guys. Speaking of, if you want to pick a topic, you can donate to us on Patreon. There's two tiers, the B-E-K, Mother, Mom, and Papas of B-E-K, and the Good Luck Black Cats. If you do donate to those tiers, even for just one month, uh, we can, you get to pick a topic.
1: So, yeah. Email us your ghost
0: stories at 2 girls one podcast at gmail.com. Come to our live shows. We're going to Boston on May 5th. We're going to Nashville on June 16th. We're going to New York on July 14th. And then if you can't make it to our live
1: shows, hopefully we'll have more to come in the future. But you can support us in other ways. One of those ways is... As Sabrina already said, our Patreon. You can also rate and review us on iTunes or anywhere that you listen. Mm-hmm. And you can tell your friends about us, word yes. of mouth. And then also, just like marketing, you know, buy some merch, yes. hang
0: some posters up on your walls, wear our sweatshirts. Or I don't know, print your own posters and hang them up in your high school and be like, hey, two girls, one goes podcast. Because just because you want to. It's not what you think. <laughs> I thought about hanging up. uh, Actually, I did hang up a sticker that said two girls, one ghost in my laundry room. And it was gone the next time I saw it. Either someone was like, this is inappropriate. Or someone was like, this is cool. I don't know. Couldn't tell you.
1: Or, or just the maintenance came through and took it down.
0: But if they took, well, there's a whole bulletin board for that purpose. Oh, oh, it's a
1: bulletin board. I thought you meant you just like stuck it on like a washer or something. Well, that's great. Maybe we should do a little bit more of some guerrilla marketing. Get on the streets. Throw some stickers in people's faces. Paint our cars. Paint our cars. That's a great idea. Let Mm -hmm. me just paint my nice new
0: car. (laughs) Two girls, one ghost. With like acrylic paint and not with car paint.
1: My, I think my car already looks a little bit out of place because it is a newer car, and then it has an air freshener now of Bigfoot. What?
0: You need to send me a photo. I will. I added it to our, our Two Girls, One Ghost story. Oh, I haven't looked at it. Wait, cute. I love that.
1: Yeah, I wonder if I saved the story. Right. But yeah, so it's like... A nicer, I mean, it's not that new.
0: I am keep calling it new. I've had it for a while. <laughs> it feels new. I take good care of my car. Good for you. Oh, you can also support us by supporting our sponsors, which today, if you guys want to treat your cat to some Pretty Litter, use the promo code TGOG at prettylitter.com for 20% off your first order.
1: And if you want to treat yourself and your body well, You can get 50% off of your first month of personalized care of vitamins by going
0: to takecareof.com and entering T-G-O-G 50. And you can use our code T-G-O-G to get $10 off of your first FabFitFun box. Just go to fabfitfun.com to sign up and use the code T-G-O-G. And we will see you you on on the the other other side of the track. Very spooky.